Hello everyone, and welcome to our third holiday episode of Movie Mumble, the last of our uh, holiday special episodes. Special episode. <laughs> We're definitely not recording this the same day as our second one. <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> um, and we're definitely not recording it after having more cocoa and schnapps. <laughs> uh, There's right. more schnapps in this than the last. <laughs> yeah, as much like our Halloween-themed uh, cycle, our holiday-themed cycle, bonus episodes are... I guess I should have said special there. Special episodes. Special episodes. You're welcome. Um, our, <laughs> where, where each of us picked a uh, movie that we thought encompassed the theme of the holidays for us. Uh, Joel brought us Irving Berlin's White Christmas. Uh, I picked A Christmas Story. And Tim picked A Christmas Carol. But specifically... Mickey's Christmas Carol, which makes it all the more sweeter. Mm-hmm. So and quicker. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like what twenty minutes, short. <laughs> right? So, it, it was, it's real quick. It makes me it's... wonder how they find time to make longer versions. Yeah. Um, so, Tim, why? Well, um, what is it that brought this into your life, and what is it that made you? Th- other than the the obvious themes all these films have shared, what is it that makes this one in particular the film that resonates with you as your holiday film? Um. Well, one of the things I, I think I mentioned earlier was like, I think this was the first version of a Christmas story that I had seen. Mm-hmm. So I didn't kind of know it as the sort of original, you know, longer. You Christmas Carol. Yeah, like a just, Christmas uh, story. Christmas story. Oh, Christ- oh, yeah, sorry. Christmas Carol. Um, you know, and it was just like, yeah, that was the thing. And then it was like, oh, wait, there are other versions of this with, with like people and done as plays. And wait, it's a book. Oh, I should read the book. Oh, wow, the book is super boring. It doesn't have any cartoon characters in it. Um, he kind of just like punctured my soul. Right just, just in the, the English bits. major says, "Yeah, yeah. I mean um, Dickens is." <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. Sorry, Dickens is Dickens. Sorry if 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 he didn't spend so much time talking about the, the dead as a cornet doornail. Oh no, dead as a coffin nail because it was in a coffin. It was just like, wait, what? Shut up. Where's 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 Scrooge and where's Goofy? What the hell? <laughs> That's, uh, um, but no, you know, it's and you know, it was. I, I'm I'm starting to like try to think back to my childhood and like think about how many like Christmas specials there were. You know, like like I know you know there was the you know Rudolph and Little Drummer Boy and Frosty the Snowman and Santa Claus is coming to town. And I feel like this was probably you know back Charlie then Brown. one of the oh yeah Charlie Brown you know this was one of the few ones so it was kind of commercial sort of on that. Christmas yeah. Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you blockhead! Completely didn't God, make that joke last Linus episode. Linus is such a self-righteous bastard in that movie. <laughs> Lights, please shut up. <laughs> this is the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, that no, was okay. Uh, but yeah, but it was funny. Like I, you know how we, like how short it was. Watching it now, like I think when I was a kid, you know, it, it felt longer. It felt like this big production, you know, and. And then we're watching it like, wait, we're already on the second ghost of Christmas. Okay, like Christmas present. Okay, oh, and here's the Christmas. Okay, now it's back to it's Christmas morning and we're done. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the on the DVD it says the whole, it's like running time is an hour, but I think that's all the other shorts it included after yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably like 20 minutes or something. But Mickey's Crummy Commercial Christmas Carol featuring Scrooge McDuck, Ralphie, and Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because it... It being that succinct is just like how strong the elements of that story are. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's it's the so points, as it were. It's yeah. so iconic and it's so recognizable and relatable because it, it's a very simple story. Is like the greedy guy who is visited by ghosts that convince him that hey, Christmas is important and being generous and kind is and so important. In the past and the present like, and a potential future. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's just it. This really hammers home just how kind of essential that story is like mm-hmm. how, how th- those elements are so and how verbose dickens is i mean Although we, <laughs> we this, knew that already is yeah. this gonna be the shit on dickens no, podcast not at all, actually. <laughs> I, I take issue with that i quite enjoyed great expectations which was the only dickens i read in school see that one is rough it was a little bit of a slog but i did enjoy it still so pip no is, is it pip no yeah pip's such yeah. an asshole Sorry, <laughs> he's so mean to the people who take care of him. He's a regular Scrooge. That he, yeah. well, I mean, like he's he's not Scrooge because he doesn't know how to manage money. Sorry, I'm all the joke, Joel. I God, know, no. I, having read all of these, <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's fine. I, but the short version is no. It's not going to be a stunt thing. No, um, but we already knew Dickens was verbose. Yeah, that's not news to us. It's 
the sign of a well-told story, though, is that even when you remove the fluff, the basic, this is a guy, here's what happens to him, remains compelling. And the, A Christmas Carol is very much like that. There's this dude, he's miserly, he's not generous, he keeps all his money, he doesn't like people. First a ghost shows up and warns him to change his ways. Then the ghost shows up and shows him the past and the things he's lost. Then the ghost shows up and things shows him the suffering he's causing now. And another ghost shows him a potential really dark future and changes his ways. Done! That's it! There's your whole story. Yeah. But, like, it works. It makes sense. It has a moral. You understand it. You feel for the guy. That's all you need. Everything else is uh, set dressing. And you can choose to put as much or as little as you like. See, and set, like, it creates two of the most like iconic archetypes of all time is like the Scrooge character that's mm-hmm. an archetype yep. and then Tiny Tim who yeah. is like the most pitiful sympathetic character, character in storytelling like word. ever like and mm-hmm. you put him in a little mouse body and it's just and Mickey's his dad it's just like how can you not feel for this character who's mm-hmm. so lowly and is it ever specified painful. what was wrong with Tiny Tim in the original? He has, like, consumption or something like oh. that. And a late, like... TB? Yeah. Polio was always my presumption from the crutch, but I... Yeah, I mean... I haven't read the but original. But presumably in the book he recovers, so it might not be as oh, right. intense as tuberculosis. Right. I'm not sure. Hmm. That's one of the yeah. many, many details that I've forgotten from. That's that. okay. Probably because curious. back in the day, people just died of shit all the time and yeah. no one knew what it was. It's like, well, shit. Yeah, like, specifically, yeah, right. that's what consumption was. <laughs> but yeah. So it's like he could die from this thing, but if he has enough money, he could survive. There, I'm sure there are diseases like that. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe. if you're warmer and you're eating better food. Yeah. You know, like that. Quality that, of life disease. Right. Yeah. And you can get medicine whatever that was at the time right <laughs> we'd like to point out we've made reference during the film to the tiny tim reference in archer about uh, in in uh that's with the one with the dead prime minister and mallory's in her apartment and she has this this irish uh what does she call him the super who takes care of the building and he's you know it just flashes back to an interaction between her and him and refusing to give him anything at Christmas and slams the door in his face and behind him his kid is standing there with a crutch <laughs> coughing looking like Tiny Tim will I get the operation now dad? and he says no son you're gonna die <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was referencing gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. you laughed a lot and I thought you got it you just found it funny I was just enjoying you enjoying yeah, it the, yeah, fair. so th- this was your first introduction to this story was right the Mickey mine one. too yours yeah. too wow yep. so i'm the only one who watched muppet christmas carol first yeah that that came that came about like much later for me if yeah. i ever saw that yeah. it was maybe once a long time ago mm-hmm. see that sure one that one's feature length and wow. the marley because marley are the the two crotchety uh guys who sit up in the rafters oh, and yeah. shit <laughs> on everything <laughs> so they're brothers in this but like when they appear at the door, not the knocker thing in that gave me nightmares. Like it was terrifying. Like mm-hmm. the and the idea of the the Scrooge yeah. that was like so scary. The fact that they're like dragging these chains all over the place, like mm-hmm. that that it's a ghost story as much as it is a, a Christmas story too, which is crazy. Like the 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 final ghost is terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. ghost of Christmas future. That I do remember seeing. Maybe a like a you know ninety minute version of on TV, some sort of live action version mm. in which that ghost was horrifying. Yeah, I mean I've seen that was the first thing I thought of in Harry Potter when I read about Dementors. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. was the Ghost of Christmas Future. Between them and Ring Wraiths, I mean that's that's this. It's like the I, Grim yeah. Reaper figure. I took figure. too long to get on the Lord of the Rings train right. for that part, yeah. but yeah. And then I think I had seen Scrooged, which is the Bill Murray version ah. of it. Oh yeah, uh, and that. Uh, Ghost of Christmas Future is terrifying because he's got like, this TV face and he's this huge, hulking, really scary ghost. Then mm. there's one that I think the the PBS did, which is has um, Patrick Stewart as oh, wow. Scrooge. Ah, uh, that one I've heard of. That yeah. it's really good, and it, it's it's like beat for beat what the Mr. Book Shakespearean is. trained. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really good. 
Then there's the porno version they watch on Beavis and Butthead called Ebenezer Screw. <laughs> okay. Films that didn't need a change in their title to become porno versions. <laughs> Pacific Rim. Oh. <laughs> Moana. It's the same spelling, you just pronounce it Mona. Mona. Oh, God. She's the first Disney princess we've seen topless. And the first Disney princess we've seen get peed on. Good. <laughs> I remember Both of those you saying, statements are true. Yeah, you said it off five times before. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Um, for those of you wondering, listeners, we see her topless when she's like one year old or something. You know, a bunch of toddlers are wandering around, and the get beat on is a, a war motion water joke. <laughs> so, oh, you know. is it Maui who does it? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. He's try- He's paralyzed by the toxin and like face down on the raft and teaching her how to navigate the ocean. And one of the things eventually he says to her is, now, now get your hand in the current and feel the way it's going. Now you feel that? How it's getting warmer? We're on the right track. And she goes, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> oh, but Disney. I love when you put the sentences together because it makes people immediately right. uncomfortable. uncomfortable. How Disney has changed. It makes them uncomfortable with what they jump to conclusions about, too, <laughs> is the best part. So Christmas. As it is, are screwed. Uh, the funniest part, though, is that, like... he to pay the prostitute? Is that what happened? And then he's a screw? Oh, I don't know. I think yeah. it was just, like, yeah, it was basically, like, a porno where the guy had, like, a red scarf and a top hat on and, like, underwear. And that was just, like, the setup. <laughs> that was the <laughs> But this is really one of those, uh... The... So, White Christmas stands as a... a you know, both a, a good example of the the type of film, the musical of the era, mm-hmm. uh, and in some ways as a a window into post war attitudes, right? Certain ones. Um, a Christmas Story is, even though it came out in the eighties, it's is very much a modern classic. We talked about it still sort of. How, how wide a swath of people that its tales reached mm-hmm. and it's new but it feels new and modern a new look at the old but A Christmas Carol is um, very literally the, a, a, a pillar of literature a classic right. one of the things who one of the, the roots not roots one of the, the bases the, the base of the tree branches of which have spun off and found their way into all sorts of modern storytelling mm-hmm. It's probably the most long. St- I mean, besides the uh, the virgin birth story, like it's probably the most the like, most enduring non biblical Christmas story. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. long enduring is probably the way to describe That'd be it. A neat topic to look up: Christmas related fiction and history. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is your next thesis? Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> One of the things I've wondered too is like. Did did the Disney character of Uncle Scrooge exist before this, or was he like sort of created for this? Like, is was he just like, oh yeah, we'll have this duck who's Ebenezer Scrooge, and then we'll keep him around as Uncle Scrooge, who's Donald's Donald's uncle? Like, I think that, I think it came after this because you always had Huey, Louie, and Dewey hang out with Donald, right? Mm-hmm. Until Ducktales, and Ducktales was quite a bit after this. Yeah, and then it was Uncle Scrooge was the 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 ducktails yeah like I remember him having his, his big safe the, with all the money that he would swim yeah. it's not a liquid <laughs> <laughs> but like but yeah like I feel like that was like after this and like you know I always thought it was like a coincidence oh that's kind of convenient that the character in the book is named Scrooge and like he's named Scrooge but you know kind of maybe as a kid you just always assume that these characters are, are all immortal you know they've just right. always been around but it's like well wait a minute like you know I feel like yeah like Mickey and Donald were more of the core of the Disney characters and yeah like Uncle Scrooge I wasn't as aware of him so yeah I don't know are there any huge Disney fans out there listening who know (laughs) well actually (laughs) Uncle Scrooge was created originally he was we're we're asking an honest question here tell us if you know (laughs) it's crazy like how the one thing I don't google in the middle of the podcast (laughs) what am I doing I've forgotten my job it's crazy how indecipherable Donald's speech is oh yes this. i had so much trouble and it's it's it, this kind of really has hammered home how much more i had watched looney tunes rather than disney cartoons 
It's because mm-hmm. Daffy, Daffy, you can... Is, like, yeah. all of the Looney Tunes characters kind of have impediments and yeah. stuff. Scrooge but, McDuck, created in 1947. Okay. Uh, uh, elderly Scottish anthropomorphic pagan duck. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Good God. Um, <laughs> Somebody likes your job. He was typically portrayed with a Scottish... First appearance, 1947, Christmas on Bear Mountain. Four color comics. So Really? Huh. Oh, okay. So predated this. So Scrooge, yes. I mean, he, I guess he's based on the named to, after yeah. Ebenezer right. Scrooge okay. from the 1843 novel, wealthy business magnate and self-proclaimed 43? adventure capitalist. 1843. Wow. Just trying to place it in reference to his other stuff. It would have been before because this is not the only, like, this is a shorter of his books. Like, but he's got like two other Christmas ghost story like many novels that he wrote about huh. Christmas after Christmas Carol huh. which I mean they don't have any like continuity or anything they don't have a continuation <laughs> Christmas or Carol reloaded in revolutions <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge in is back in 1952 he was given his own comic book series called Uncle Scrooge which still runs today yeah it does comics have remained his primary medium though he has also appeared in animated cartoons including most extensively DuckTales yeah Hmm. He's he's the one that finances the hijinks. He did originally start as very miserly, but uh, in later appearances became a charitable and thrifty hero, adventurer, and explorer. I wonder if this film might have helped drive that change. It might have, yeah. That's all Wikipedia has given me. <laughs> not diving any deeper. They should do like an like a Disney version. Well, I mean, I guess all Disney versions of Marvel Comics are no Disney versions, but like like a Disney Avengers where like Uncle Scrooge is like the Tony Stark character, <laughs> you know, the one who's kind of been kind of doing this for longer. Oh, like and Billy Spider, Hero. like uh, Pete is uh, uh, Cratchit, like he's an intern and he's not getting paid enough. And, like, uh, yeah, he has to yeah. Feed his <laughs> <laughs> or not even yeah. just like tied to, to a Christmas Carol, and, and uh, but just like tied to like the Disney. But Scrooge McDuck yeah. should be Iron Man. Yeah, Mickey oh, will be Cap. Okay. Yeah, right. And like Donald would be like Banner, you know, because he's always pissed all oh, the time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's turns genius. Giant green duck. <laughs> Why are cartoon ducks always so angry? Goofy. <laughs> Why is that a thing? <laughs> Daffy's constantly pissed off, and yeah. they're usually greedy too. Because so is yeah. that. Like that's an odd. I don't know. Because it's like feeding them bread, they like fight and hiss, and I don't know. Don't they spit too? I think it's llamas. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know if they spit. The, you're not supposed to feed bread to ducks, they say. Yeah, because it like expands in their stomach or something, and something like that. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> but like, but in the spirit of Christmas, get some uh, go get some dried corn from your local feed store. Yeah, feed the ducks with that. I'm not even kidding. That's... Provided they haven't migrated. Well, I grew up somewhere the ducks didn't leave. All right, oh. <laughs> we discussed me grilling steaks at Christmas last last, last episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was it was weird and I don't know if you had the same experience, Tim, but having this be my first introduction to the story meant that it was my baseline. Mm-hmm. So that even when I learned it was not a Disney story, you know, right, it, yeah. it was still the one against which I compared everything to. With the sort of the sense of whimsy and the straightforwardness and everything else just sort of fell short. I liked the detail other things brought in, but there was something about this particular version that just felt right, sort of distilled into its That's a good word purest for essence yeah. distilled. It's really pure. And, and I re- realize now that part of it, admittedly, is the animation. It just is so good under the eye right. that the other version is just... It's such a familiar, like, comfortable animation mm-hmm. style. Yeah. You yeah. instantly feel For a film that ends comfortably in the warm glow of firelight with newfound generosity, that's a great, yeah. great medium for it. For sure. And I, I sort of, as weird as it is to say, that even without the childhood nostalgia, even as an adult, I just, this is my favorite version. And sure, maybe some of that is the childhood nostalgia, but I like that it's a happy, mm-hmm. short, simple story. But, and, I think, and, and as I mentioned, I haven't read the book or, gotcha. or even frankly, seen, seen a proper adaptation of the book into a, I saw a, a greatly shortened stage play once. It was very good, yeah. But it was pretty massively short. I think it was like one act. So, I really like the Muppet one. It's a musical, so you get. I mean, that that's an. 
And it's funny because um, they have this frame where Gonzo's pretending to be Charles Dickens. So it's him and Rizzo oh, right. are telling the story of it. And they're like, and Michael Caine plays Scrooge, which is really fun. And it's Fozzie Wiggs. He plays the, Fozzie plays the uh, guy Fozzie who Wiggs, yeah. used to employ him. So it, it's, that I think that might be my favorite version. Like, because yeah. it's the first one I watched and I have that that attachment to it but this one is like it's so refreshingly brisk it's yeah. like you're in it you got you got like the taste of you don't need any more it doesn't you're not sitting if for two other hours versions are the ones that i watch and go oh this is great this is the version that i put on every year to be in the background while i make christmas cookies right right because it's this is the one that's it's not as heavy it's weighty to, to sit through you know yeah. that's the thing like what something that kind of sucks about the book is that one of Dickens his listing style paying getting paid by the words like I mean I I love his listing yeah. style it's that's why I love the opening to Bleak House where he just says fog 87 times in three pages like it's so great but like where he really lit like when he's talking about food like mm -hmm. a banquet reading that list of stuff is great so when he's like Scrooge got the turkey from this place and all that stuff that that's kind of where you want to read it is because yeah. it, it's it's this it, it's like eating like you're mm. consuming it because he's listing this bountiful thing and it, it's it's just and you 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 kind of and I mean Christmas Carol is the shortest of his works like I think like by a significant margin like it, it like 50 60 pages shorter than in a, any of his other books. I mean, even Hard Times is longer than it, and don't recommend anybody read Hard Times. Um, or Tale of Two Cities. I can't, couldn't get into that. It was one. the best yeah, of times. It was the blurst of times. Stupid monkey. <laughs> the thing that's frustrating is, like, probably the best of them is his longest. David Copperfield is amazing. <laughs> I love that even the title is A Christmas Cow in prose being a ghost story of Christmas. Like, he couldn't even just make a title. He had to list off. Uh, and that's I'm, the thing, like... I'm trying to find a page count for you. Re remembering that, count. like, his stuff came out serialized, so he was, oh, like... Oh, that's right, yeah. You, you got his publications in chunks, and that was, like, the radio of the day. It's, like, yeah. people reading that to each other. So he... he when When it's not... 600 pages in one volume and you're getting it in bursts over weeks and months and years mm -hmm. like the detail is awesome like it, it's 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 something that doesn't translate when you're trying to teach dickens because you have to read it in a certain time frame you don't really experience it as it was experienced so it kind of becomes overly long and verbose and tedious Dickensian, if, if if that would be <laughs> is an appropriate phrase. I also like that you know even though like these are these are all cartoon characters like they don't exist in any physical space like even like with the Muppets, yet you have characters playing the roles like they're actors. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not just a bunch of like Ebenezer Scrooge and okay we have Mickey. And a bunch of random other characters, like it's was it, yeah you said like the Great Mouse Detective, like a bunch of the characters from Robin Hood were in there. You know, it's like like all of the like Mr. Toad was in there. Like you recognize all of the characters you see from other Disney things, like they're they're actors playing a role in this thing. Right. You know, and with the Muppets, I understand. You know, they're physical Muppets, and you could put puppets that you put clothes on. You know, but right. these are like drawn things. Like you could have just drawn a different animal as opposed to like. You know, you'd have to build a new puppet if you wanted right. a completely different thing. So yeah, I just think it's funny, yeah, that they're, they're they're playing roles. You know, the other thing that's interesting is like the casting of those characters yeah. is good. Mm -hmm. Like Mickey is a great Bob Cratchit. Like, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're it's, it's instantly insane. sympathetic. It's like, oh, Mickey. You yeah, know, it's like this is my right. favorite. You know, he's poor. Goofy as Marley is a little, a little, little dissonant, yeah. but like you have. It's a good physical gag. I almost he's... feel like Goofy would have been better off as the Christmas present ghost. But you need a big, jolly, fat guy. Like, that. that's, that's the, the archetype. Yeah. So, that I mean... 
And I was saying this while we were watching that the they kind of pay tribute to all of these movies that had come before with like Pinocchio because when Jiminy comes in, Jiminy Cricket as the Ghost of Christmas Past, he does that. It's that point of view leap that you get in Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Like it's from his point mm-hmm. of view as he's going towards the candle, and then with uh, the um, the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk, he does the same thing where he's like peeking under the hoods of houses because in that like I remember watching that Jack and the Beanstalk version where it's it's like told by a dude with a puppet it's not Howdy Doody but it's a Howdy Doody looking puppet Mm -hmm. Mm. it's really interesting and then like at the end they merge like real world and the cartoon world and it's the giant peeking under the hood of the actual house it's really yeah it's weird I also think one of the scenes I think was from there's a, a clip I had seen as a kid where it was like um, the brave little tailor or something like that where Mickey is this tailor and their town is overrun by a giant and they're talking about this giant and Mickey kills seven flies with a fly swatter he's like I killed seven with one blow and they're like oh okay you killed seven giants good we're gonna have you go kill this giant <laughs> and the part when like when Scrooge runs up the sleeve of the giant and the giant's like cramming yeah. his hand like trying to catch him like that was from that where like he tears through and then Mickey sort of sews up the hole so that his hand is like stuck in his oh, shirt wow. you know and um, yeah I had seen stuff like that too online where like they'll take they, they duplicate the animations of stuff just because like to save time like oh yeah they we had, had it on hand right? yeah like, like it's like oh yeah this is a thing we already did of this giant reaching up the sleeve of his shirt let's just do that and I don't know how they adapt it to a different character, though. I mean, it seems like you'd still have to redraw it, but maybe you're kind of half-tracing over the old cells right. to be like, these are the movements we want, but we want it as, yeah, the fox, the the lady, you know, made Marion instead of Snow White or whatever, right. you know. So, yeah, I wonder if that's a lot of where that came from, too. Or or even, like, the like some of the characters from Robin Hood, they looked like they were dressed the same and everything. So I wonder if they could even do that. Just take the actual cells from Robin Hood and just right, plop them down them and be like, yep, this is, this is something we're adding. It's still bugging me. I can't remember what those weasels are from. Who are digging the grave. Yeah, they're laughing and doing their whole, like, sort of... They reminded me of the hyenas out of uh, Lion King. Lion King. Yeah. Just in terms of being all laughy and... and what's the word? Is it maybe, like, the rescuers? That might be... Like the original ones, yeah. Because it's not rescuers down under, because that was all Aussie right, yeah. stuff. God, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen that. You were saying that one of the ge- the geese were from uh, Aristocats. Yes, I think so. Yeah, that one goose. Yeah, yeah with the loose collars, yeah. the party. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the um, the drunk uncle, <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. That, that's what that character was. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's just so nice to have like experience that story and like it's still light out you know like <laughs> it's it's not like you're not I'm sitting down to bed now well because that's the thing like with those it's it's a long story and it, it's like yeah i want to watch this but halfway through it you're like oh i forgot how long this is and mm-hmm. like they haven't even got to the next this is my least favorite of the uh the ghosts or you know like i don't know I'll Google your weasels for you. <laughs> that that sounded way dirtier than I think you meant it to. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Disney weasels. Mickey, Mickey's Speedway, The Great Circus Mystery, Magical, magical Tetris Challenge. Uh, this is Those video like games? all the weasels that have ever appeared in Disney works. Um, I mean, those guys look like maybe the part. Yeah. Is that from um, Pinocchio? Feature films, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. That's what it is. Short films, How to Be a Detective, Mickey's Christmas Carol, Prince and the Pauper. Yeah, so it's Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It's not as satisfying as I thought it was (laughs) going to be. (laughs) It does a little bit tie back. I remember during the Halloween stuff I mentioned. No, when we were talking about White Christmas. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Told and sung by Bing Crosby. Speaking yeah. of White Christmas, right. yeah, that was the that was the thing where yeah, like I'd, I'd be like, why does his voice sound so familiar and comforting? Like, oh yeah, he was, you know, from the the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So there's another Christmas movie by Irving Berlin, starring Bing Crosby. It's called Holiday Inn. 
Oh. My parents got it on DVD. I will let, report back if it's any good. I'm, I'm excited. But Danny Kaye is not in it, which uh, kind uh, of hell? ruins it. <laughs> Such a great <laughs> comedy pairing. <laughs> Makes me want to, like, I really want to watch Robin in the Seven Hoods now. That's that clip I had sent you where it's Bing Crosby. Yes. And, uh, and um, Sinatra and Martin. Yeah. Actually, Robin in the Seven Hoods is where the iconic... Rat Pack photo where they're all playing pool. That's uh, what it's from. Is from Robin huh. and the Seven Hoods. Uh-huh. That's funny. But it's it's cool to see being in conjunction with the other crooners. Yeah. It's just kind of he's not quite Dean and he's not quite Sinatra. He has his own little space in the middle. Yeah. Certainly deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first Disney film. It is, isn't it? And our first under half an hour film <laughs> <laughs> probably our last one of those maybe I don't know I don't know uh, is it in all seriousness is it our first Disney film though are I we think sure so. uh, we list them out we haven't done any like Marvel recent Marvel stuff yeah like I'm wondering Disney. if we haven't we haven't done any Star into Wars it somewhere Dragon Lord Skycrawlers Queen of Scotsy, James Bond Godzilla Pie Pie right? was the next stuff I'm opening the list right now <laughs> this is a great recap for you yeah. listener these are all the things you could have been listening Star to Carlos, Karen Escotzi Majesty's Secret Service Shin Godzilla Chopping Mall oh yeah that's right Pie Life Aquatic right La Haine Pollock yeah. and then our Egypt f- oh mm-hmm. right Need for Speed Freddy Gutfinger right Fugitive <laughs> Blade Runner Matrix yeah. so like unless one of these was like produced by Disney I somewhere long distance like, wise you know or or the American release was handled nothing off the top of my head and certainly nothing in the spirit of what you actually mean Joel by by, yeah. by being yeah a Disney movie right so so yes definitely I feel bad because it, because it was so short and because we talked so extensively about Christmas and Charles Dickens in the previous oh, episode the previous, uh, mm-hmm. No, but that's what the previous episode was about. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just feeling bad. Like, I'm not... Well, and that's the thing, in, in all fairness, too, like, when we were first picking our, our favorites, I originally was going to pick A Christmas Story, yeah. and then Scott had said, oh, well, I was going to do that. And I was like, oh, well, then you do that, and I'll do a Mickey's Christmas yeah, Carol. because was this one lined up and ready. Right. I, yeah, I did no, not I, have a second option ready. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't <laughs> like, oh, well, it needs to be presented as my favorite. I was like, as long as we get to watch it and talk about it, I'll be happy. And thank so, you for that. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it was great that we got to do, actually, like, two of my favorites, you know, because it was, like, you know, by handing it off, I allowed me to free up another <laughs> one. So, so this was kind of like this. Yeah, this would have been probably like my, my second choice, but it was still like you know one of my favorites. You know, and I, I forget if I talked about that. Where like last year, I finally just went out and bought all these on DVD or Blu-ray, and it's just like I'm sick of not being able to watch. You know, because my my mom had purchased them over the years, but I don't usually get to go back for it for Christmas Island. now. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I want to be able to watch these myself. So it was like, yeah, you know. You know, a Christmas story, you know, Christmas vacation, Mickey's Christmas Carol, Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, the Rudolph the Red Nosed Ray, you know, all those like so this will start the marathon of now for the next few days I'll be watching all those Christmas movies. Yeah. I'm gonna need to watch the Grinch. <laughs> like tonight. The, the live action one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always loved the old animated Doctor Seuss one. Yeah. No, that one's sure. really good too. That was always my, my preference. Yeah, The Grinch is a Christmas movie. I somehow forget that. Yeah. Like, I I mean, it's the whole point of the film, but I just, I don't know. I think of it instead as sort of a, as a Dr. Seuss tale. Right. First, a tale about being generous. Before I remember that it's a Christmas tale about being generous. I feel really <laughs> shitty about not having anything else to talk about, Tim. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's, you know, that's it. It's just... Well, I think that was the thing, too. We talked so much about nostalgia with A Christmas well, Story, found, too. I, I had know. something earlier that I lost, and I got it again. It's, okay. We were talking about how this was my first introduction to the story. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. My first introductions to them were children's versions or animated versions. Right, yeah. But this is... And I mentioned before, this is sort of my preferred version still. This is the only one that's really stuck. When I watch the others, I still think they're cute, and I have fond memories. But they don't... If given the choice, I'd watch the the fuller versions, the longer versions, mm. the quote-unquote adult versions, if you will. Um, 
but but not this one and I, it could just be because this was so very early in my life or uh or because of all the warm fuzzy goodness that it makes me feel that we talked about before yeah. but the others just haven't really stuck around and it's not a hundred percent i mean i i love the old animated batman tv series and there are episodes in there that riff on popular literary themes, to be sure. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I think of, obviously, when I think of that show. It's the show. The whole subtotal of its parts is, right. you know, A Christmas Carol is A Christmas Carol. That's all it is. Plus a disc full of other stuff. Um, but <laughs> So when I think of A Christmas Carol, this is what comes to mind first. And that didn't really happen with most of my other... It, it happened with uh, Rugrats and their Hanukkah episodes. But probably because, since I'm not Jewish, that was basically the only part of my life that gave me any children's Hanukkah stories mm. or any Hanukkah traditions in any way. Actually, you know, no, any, not sorry, just no. the other ones that there were, like Prince of Egypt or what have you, they just didn't find their way into my life. Gotcha. I was just thinking the most recent run of Rugrats comics. They have actually a pretty good. Hanukkah issue specifically it's supposed mm-hmm. to be pretty good but I was listening yeah. to another podcast or one they have Hanukkah I think they have a Passover one as well they have a few yeah because Tommy's parents are Jewish uh, right his mom is right yeah or so. his one half remember. he's one half Jewish yeah. Yeah. but the point is that we gave them a vehicle on the show to bring those grandparents over and tell these traditions which is it's always kind of remarkable to me how how present Judaism is in our popular culture in that it's barely there, but it's there. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's almost taken it for it's granted. A, right, like, exactly. It's a matter of fact that, yes. Yes, and how little we get a real explanation, a real story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were, those were great tales. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other, like, cartoon versions. Well, I guess, like, Robin Hood mm-hmm. is oh, another yeah. Disney, like, yeah. the idea the that Fox. that was my first introduction to... yeah. That, uh, yeah. that has to stand alongside Christmas Carol. When you say, let's watch a Robin Hood movie, that that one. <laughs> well, then you watch the Kevin Costner one, and Alan Rickman says, I'm going to carve your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> Why a spoon, cousin? Because it's <laughs> blunt. It'll hurt more. Like, <laughs> sorry. The the Robin Hood is... Growing up and the, the, having people talk about that film, it's like it's the film that spawned a thousand furries. <laughs> like... The, <laughs> <laughs> It's made Marion, but no, it, it's that's that's the one that I think when I'm thinking Robin Hood. Yeah, you're right. That's, I think of that as well. And it's it's it does the same thing with like that's my version of Friar Tuck. That's my version yes. of mm-hmm. Little John. Yeah. Like, and when the 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 thing about like Robin's ego about having to enter the competition in disguise doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in any other of the versions that I've watched. Like, mm-hmm. it makes the most sense for this cartoon fox who's wily and wants to trick them and it wants, he's, like... He's a literal fox. Right, yeah, like, that... that, that like, nah, I'm the best. I'm gonna go show them the best. It just seems... It's it's almost... It's it's like this, and it's like the most pure form of it because yeah. it, it takes... Distilled again. Yeah. yeah. lally. <laughs> oh god we sit in that for weeks <laughs> oh such a good song <laughs> such a <laughs> Tim why <laughs> I told you it was already now I uh, too late for mumble. me I'm gonna have to choose that I wanna hear a movie mumble version of that <laughs> <laughs> you're too late your one is over yeah. no more custom theme <laughs> I have to do something else you can hire Tim if you like I'm sure he'll be really reasonable with his rates mm. Movie mumble discount. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like we're we're getting into like the the live action in quotation mark like reinvigoration of these old Disney films. Like yeah. trying to recapture that, and it's it's interesting. I don't know if they'll ever do a live action Robin Hood with the foxes, right? Like, oh, like how they're doing with Lion King, yeah, and Cinderella, and, and Beauty and the Beast, Beast and yeah. Jungle Book, and Jungle Book. Yeah, maybe. I mean. Well, Robin Hood was never one of their pillars either. Right. You no, it, it definitely was. So I, I wouldn't see it. I will say these live action ones have been great. I mean, of course they are. You know, lots of they throw the, lots of money and mm-hmm. quality and production values and every detail spared, no expense. But um, 
But I still prefer the old ones. And I can safely say that it's not nostalgia, but that, like A Christmas Carol, there's some value in the animation that just pops off the screen for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I can say that confidently because of how much I loved Princess and the Frog. Yeah. For the animation, for the hand-drawn animation. That's true. Mm-hmm. Specifically. And that still stands out to me more than the films that came out around it. That movie kind of it feels like a throwback in many ways. Yeah. Like, watching it definitely harkens back. Mm-hmm. Where the villain has the best song and, like, the... the yeah. You got the, friends on the other side. Yeah. That's a good David, movie. David Lynch? Who did that voice? Um, been a long time yeah, since but it's movie. it's great it's, it's crazy to think like with Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast like I always think of the definitive version like the those stories are from the movies in my mind <laughs> but those myths have been around forever yeah mm-hmm. so Disney it's not new for Disney to like adapt a story yeah, and yeah. refine it down to it's like purest elements and then that becomes the iconic yeah. version I mean has like what of Disney films have been something that's been like created from scratch? Like aren't all of them like fairy tales and myths and well, legends? It depends like... on your definition there. Because I mean, Brave is pretty original, but it has a lot of basis in various bits and pieces of that kind of mythology from the region. Mm. So I mean, do you mean like a thousand percent original or do you mean inspired? Well like I mean like you know, or, like I mean, Little Mermaid was changed from the original myth, but it was still taken from like you know, sure. like I remember watching like the what was supposed to be the more like Hans Christian Andersen version animated, and like they were topless and all this other stuff. And I think it was like more violent and stuff like that. So it's like obviously they you know everything they take they change, right. but like you know to the point where someone's like, hey, I wrote a script from my own head, and you know I mean I guess you know yes you could argue that nothing is completely you know original. <laughs> See then, then Mulan I, might be, but or are we just not familiar with that? It? That's right. fair too. Yeah. I mean, Lion King is mostly Hamlet, Hamlet but but not. It, it's bare bones Hamlet. There, there's the, the connective tissue is my uncle killed my father, and he's now sleeping with. Based my on the Chinese mom. legend of Huamulan. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me look up Brave. I I might be completely Toy Story. I mean, like, oh, well, are I we going to count Pixar? Pixar is the well, question. I mean, Brave is Pixar. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Are we yeah. going to count? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of part of it, I would think. This has something. Sort of the stone is Arthur, like mm-hmm. Snow White, obviously. The story Cinderella. is by Brenda Chapman, Brave, with a screenplay by Anderson. So this doesn't the first chunk here has not said anything about based on. Yeah, I think Brave is I like Brave I think Monsters well. Inc. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Pixar again, might be the ones. Yeah, yeah, I think because Brave was not picked not. Brave was um like Pixar worked on it, but it wasn't a Pixar film. Okay. Which they have a joke about that in the new Wreck It Ralph, actually. Oh, nice. She Meredith speaks with her her, her thick accent and no one can understand her and someone says, She's from the other studio <laughs> <laughs> And um Yeah. So yeah, Brave. So Pixar was is more than just like the ones that are animated, like the studio who's animating like doing the computer animation versus well, like it's, the Pixar is a, a it's company a studio, and they right. do lots of work but the only films that are Pixar films are like completely original Pixar creations if you will are certain films like Toy Story oh okay so while Pixar has done work on other films those aren't immediately Pixar films like when you see credits scrolling at the end of something and they say sound by Skywalker Sound yeah. it's like not a not a well, Lucasfilm I just thought everything film. Just they did. did was still associated with Disney, like you they're know, all still yeah, kind of they're like, they're yeah. 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 So I mean, like Fantasia. I mean, but those are theme. Not all of those themes are written specifically for that, right? Well, I mean, they, you know, I think most of them are more animated to the story of the music, right? So I I feel like Pixar would be the animated films that are more yeah out of yeah maybe that's more their thing whereas anything that's just like the Disney film is like based on some fairy tale and well what about Dumbo no I don't know that's true yeah I don't think Dumbo's based on anything googling furiously (laughs) (laughs) Dumbo based on anything besides racism Dumbo's (laughs) 1941 American film produced by Walt Disney RKO the fourth Disney animated it is based upon the storyline written by Helen Aberson and Harold Pearl 
and illustrated by Helen Durney so for it was the a prototype book. of a novelty toy. What? That That is the closest that we've come to something original. I guess. Yeah. Oh, Pinocchio. Maybe that, that must know. be like Pinocchio a Dutch like, thing or yeah, something. Yeah, no, Pinocchio is definitely back. not original. Yeah. That one I knew. I mean, the Rescuers? Well, that could be. Is Brave Little Toaster Disney? Uh, I barely remember that. I, I think I haven't seen that is. since I was a kid. I think it might have been another studio. The Rescuers, 1977. Released by Buena Vista. I think that might be one. Yeah, it looks like... No, film is based on a series of books. What the hell? Uh, adaptations, yo... Which, I mean, to be fair, there's a real talent in that, in adaptations oh, yeah. at all. It just makes you feel depressed, but like nothing is original. Brave <laughs> like, Little Toaster is not original, uh, so whether it's from Disney or not is irrelevant. Jesus. As in, it's based on a book of the same name. Novella, they say. But Distributed by Hyperion Pictures, so apparently also not Disney? No, Hyperion Pictures, and a few others listed here. I'm trying to think of Whew. other ones. Um, <laughs> I know it's not original, but I just remembered a film, Sword in the Stone. Right. Was that Disney? Yeah. Yeah. That was always my Merlin. It's a good Merlin. Awesome. <laughs> oh boy, we're struggling here. No, 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 I mean, you know I what I find myself the... doing? I find myself listing Disney movies. Like, we're going, not Disney. Movies. Disney movies. <laughs> like, I'm having trouble specifically not thinking of Disney movies. Mm. I'm doing the don't think about donuts thing right. because now you're thinking about donuts and how round they are and delicious. Stop it. <laughs> With a donut shop up the street from my apartment between my home and yours, Joel. I still haven't been there. Oh, God. Go. Yeah, go. Yeah. Go now. Podcast over. Do it. <laughs> oh. It's weird to think that none of those are original. Go figure Walt Disney's mm. list of Walt Disney Pictures films. <laughs> Just go down the line. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, Pop was Popeye Disney? I don't think so. I think feature the... films by decade. Wow. Wow. Fox I, and the Hound? Okay. I'll, I'll click on that when we get there. I completely forget Snow White is 1937. Yeah. Good God. Way back. Yeah. Was that their movie. first big one? Yeah. I think it's their first feature length. Where's uh, Fox and the Hound? Do you know what year this list is organized by decade? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. That might be. I'll just I'll just find this for a children's book. I don't know. That type of children's Nothing's book real. <laughs> would be just the same kind of depressing I expect from the culture that produced the Velveteen Rabbit. Um, 1981, Fox and the Hound. Loosely based on the novel of the same Son name. Of a bitch. <laughs> oh, Come on, great. Disney, have you no creativity? I'm, I'm gonna go down this list, but I'm only gonna read off the ones I recognize. So there's a 1941 film here called The Reluctant Dragon. Reluctant, that, not Pete. No, Puff the Magic Dragon. Pete's was, Dragon. Pete's Dragon. No, Pete's Dragon. The Reluctant might be. Dragon. <laughs> uh, Bambi. Is that based on a book? Uh, let's try it. I feel like it's based on the book. <laughs> yep, based on the book. Fudge! <laughs> fudge! Welcome to the We Ruin Joel's Dreams podcast. Ooh, Salt of the South. Forgot about that. We're not clicking let's, on that one. Let's not um, get that any hits. Cinderella, Treasure Island, Alice in Wonderland. A 1952 story of Robin Hood and his merry men. The Sword and the Rose. That's based on something... Not yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna yeah. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the thing they recognize. Lady and the Tramp. Maybe. Is that based on Romeo and Juliet? Based on the Unhappy Dan the Cynical Dog by Ward Green. What the fuck, Ward? Unhappy Dan. <laughs> happy, Happy Dan, not Unhappy Dan. <laughs> God damn it! That's the uh, sequel. Now that he's married, he's Unhappy Dan. <laughs> John minus nine. Aristocats. Uh, I feel like that isn't, but um, well, it's not based on that it, bad joke. When I find it, we'll get there. Hundred and one Dalmatians is a book, right? I think the original book is the Hundred and One Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's called One Hundred and One Dalmatians, based on the novel. God damn it! Uh, okay, okay. What were we looking up just Who now? Aristocats. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> 
that can't we can't in good faith call that a Disney film. Not that it's not a Disney film. It's just it's not a non Disney film, but it's not a Disney film. Alright, Aristocat, it's nineteen seventy. Don't glaring at me with the most annoyed look. <laughs> I'm just mad, like <laughs> um, the Aristocats is a nineteen seventy American animated uh, produced by Disney, released by Buena Vista, based on a story by Tom McGowan and Tom Rowe. Fucker. Based on a story by these two people, but I can't click on them. Nothing so, nothing is real. Let's move on. I mean, well, I'm for just... all we know, they wrote the story and then it never got published until Disney picked it up. This one doesn't they just specifically buy mention. buy things and adapt them. Ugh. I mean, I, so, well, that's what you know, they're and, doing now. And I think part of the it's difference... It's all Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> or it's Star Wars. I mean, part of the difference, too, is like, it's you know, it's one thing, you know, like, plenty of movies are made on books. Right. As opposed to like, oh, we're just going to take some... You know, some fairy tale no one knows about. And I think that maybe that to me that was more of the difference with a lot of that stuff, you know, as a kid, is you didn't know that this story had already existed right. for generations and that this is just Disney's version of it. You know, like with a Christmas Carol. Like I thought Disney created this this story, you know, as opposed to oh no, it's based on a pre existing thing that's been around for a while. Which, you know, which is also a book, which is what we were just talking about, like, yeah, turning a book into a movie, you know. Um but yeah, maybe especially back then. I mean, like, how many people knew of all these myths from all these different countries? And it's just like, yeah, let's go find out about this country's myth and turn it into a movie. And people think we're brilliant because we wrote this story. Right. You know. Peter Pan's a book. Most of the things on this list that I recognize, we've already checked off our list. Sure. Hercules. Obviously. What about Aladdin? Is that like story specifically yeah, like yeah, a, a, a the, legend? Yeah. Yeah. Forty Thieves. Oh, okay. Arabian Nights is... Gotcha. He's yeah. from that. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm Tar- of- I was going to say Tarzan. <laughs> Obviously, Tarzan was a book series for a long time. I'm out of thin dog in Here's Pete's Dragon for you. Should I click on that? Yes. Right. This will be the last one. We're going <laughs> to... Based on an unpublished short story of the same name. That's better, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, I hope you've enjoyed watching Joel's dreams wither and die in the harsh light of truth. Via only audio. <laughs> As opposed to the light of electric sex gleaming in the window. <laughs> Callback. Yeah, <Yay>. statue. Yeah. <laughs> you made the, they didn't say fudge callback yourself earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh. <laughs> Rick Moranis in his prime. Oh. <laughs> I think to avoid continue to read Wikipedia to suffer yeah okay yeah. that's um, fair we're gonna kind we of should, toss it in I think we should move on to the Mighty Ducks well maybe right, these aren't animated a, though that's fair that's but a distinction that we made I guess is it I don't know this will be the last one <laughs> four hours later right okay the Mighty Ducks 1992 based on the Adam McGuire yeah, 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 yeah. Based on the Canadian myth. <laughs> no, it does not say. No, it does. Uh, doesn't say based. Okay, cool. That and heavyweights. We're good. All right. <laughs> Done. All right. Anyway, please, Joel, one. your situational movie recommendations. Now it's watching time for Tim, Tim die to on die. Side. <laughs> <laughs> So this is my elaborate scheme to slowly murder you both <laughs> <laughs> with content. <laughs> so I, I have one. What is your favorite non-traditional holiday movie? And when I say non-traditional, it's like it takes place around Christmas. Ooh, I have one, but it's not uh, necessarily so about on top Christmas. Of both of these. There it is. Go, okay. go, go, go. I'll take Do this it. one. Um, it, it is uh, just friends with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart. I think it is. Okay, it's where. Um, as a, have you guys seen this? No. Oh, I should maybe bring it. So, as a kid, Ryan Reynolds' character is like fat, and he's best friends with this girl. I think her name is Jamie, and he kind of has a crush on her. And um, there's another guy too who also who is a kind of a nerd and has a crush on her, and they're kind of you know, um, not not competing over her, but you know, he's like her actual best friend, whereas the guy's just this creeper who's like writing a song. Um, but uh, so anyway, like. 
he ends up kind of getting humiliated by the whole situation and leaves and moves to California and like slims down becomes the becomes Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds yeah, yeah exactly and he's like some like I think quote unquote executive you know I think he works in at a business factory or whatever something having to do with music so one of his clients is Anna Ferris and she's like this pop star and he's like her agent or something and at one point they, they're supposed to be flying somewhere to do some gig and the weather is so bad and he ends up having to like the plane lands in his hometown around Christmas time so he has to spend Christmas like with his family with this woman who he's, who's kind of dating you know and she's the star and his younger, the br- younger brother is of course like oh my god like oh, you know so it's, I have her poster on my wall blah 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 and what, there's one really funny part too where he's like I've jacked it to that poster three times already today and she's like flattered by that and oh, <laughs> she's god. like oh really wow that's hot three times blah blah Jeez. <laughs> this is your favorite <laughs> but like, it's, got fingered is all I got <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Freddie got fingered of Christmas movies, but but that's sort of the thing is like you 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 have all these like Christmas like little things you know it's like oh well we're gonna go ice skating at one time and you know and it's like all this stuff kind of surrounding Christmas and the climax takes place at like her family's Christmas party which a bunch of stuff ends up happening where they tear down all their Christmas decorations so that, yeah there's also a bit of like Christmas vacation woven in there too with like the house with the most decorations. And yeah, and it's it's definitely something you would never think of as like, oh yeah, that's a Christmas movie, you know, because it's more about like him going back to his hometown and seeing this girl that he had a crush on and now he looks good and he's kind of like, oh, I kind of, you know, want to make her be like, oh, this is what you're missing, this, this and that, you know, and and she's not a bad person, but you can tell he has all this anger that he's held on to and everything and kind of the two of them, you know, kind of maybe working through that and coming together. But also the guy, the other guy who also liked her, he's also grown up and gotten attractive too. So he's also going after her at the same time, but his intentions aren't as pure. Um, But yeah, like as you can see, the story doesn't really involve much Christmas stuff, but it just takes place during Christmas. And and that's sort of what provides the big climax of like her whole family being there as he humiliates himself because they're there for the Christmas party. And um and the guy who's at Chris Klein, I think, is the guy who plays the other guy who's like, oh, okay. you know, who, her other suitor. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's so good. Now I want to watch that. I'm going to go out and buy that now so I can watch that as part of my Christmas movies. But yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's like, um, yeah, this really great collection of comedic actors and actresses. And um, the, actually, the mom from Freddy Got Fingered plays the mom in this movie, too. <laughs> Continuity. Yeah. There's, there's this one great line where, like, oh, that's what it is. The brother, the, <laughs> the brother tells, the younger brother tells the older brother, and he's like, oh, I have her post in my room. He's like, I spanked the ham to it an hour ago. And the mother goes, what ham? Not the ham I just bought. <laughs> and she's all just, like, oblivious, just like, <laughs> you better not spank that ham. We're making that for Christmas dinner. <laughs> Scott, do you have one? No, I, I'm struggling here. <laughs> okay, so the most cliche answer, but Die Hard obviously is. Damn it! Just, like <laughs> I should have used that. I didn't even think about it. Um, but the other one, like is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes or yes? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. And it has very little like ho ho ho. Now I have a shotgun. That <laughs> or a machine gun. Like that. That's a thing. But like, I always kind of forget Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really about that. Like, it's all... Oh, the yeah. trappings of it are that. But, like, that... I really like that, but I end up watching it throughout the year rather than just on Christmas. And... I don't know. Both of those are about fighting people off in a building. <laughs> the same universe. That kid, Kevin McAllister, grows up and changes his name to John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> he's a witness protection yeah because <laughs> his parents were so awful that kid had to like leave like <laughs> changing my name to get away from you I was you know I was gonna say and what I was looking up on continuing to Wikipedia I was gonna say Balto oh which is a film that is extremely near and dear to my heart but it's it turns great. out it has nothing to do with Christmas it's just it's in just Alaska. snowy the entire time yeah. so I, I don't know if that whether that counts or not but that's, it would be that's my closest You could answer. watch it at Christmas. I yeah. feel like Balto's so Yeah, good. if it makes you think of Christmas. <laughs> Just because, because, I, because I lived somewhere with no such thing as seasons. Mm-hmm. 
and I Snow was on TV at Christmas time, so Snow and Christmas were sort of you know synonymous. Um, so so yeah, that that was why. But it's maybe not the best, not the best uh, best pick. My next pick was gonna, and this is it's non-traditional again is a bit of a stretch but I've always really liked the Fievel movies mm. and the first one is Fievel's family is Jewish and they come to America from somewhere vaguely Eastern Europe yeah um, and in the sense that it's about a more modern struggle of the Jewish people it's sort of kind of holiday related <laughs> I guess um, it's tied into the Hanukkah tradition which has publicly been so closely tied to Christmas right but again that's that's a stretch to say the to say the least. I think another one for me too might be the Lord of the Rings movies because they all came out around Christmas time. So like, oh, Harry Potter's like that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like the experience of watching them, the new well, ones. Well, no, but I mean, if that's what counts, that then Balto is my answer. Yeah, because it makes me think of it. Well, well, no one said you couldn't. Pick no, that's <laughs> true. I, no, I, no, I'm just saying that. Yeah, now yeah. that you've said that, I, yes, I, I could say Bolto more certainly. Also, yeah. Star Wars now, since yeah. Force Awakens yeah. and uh, yeah. Last Jedi came out during Christmas. Those, <laughs> yeah. Plus, there's snow in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. And there's snow in Star Wars. Yeah, there you go. Snow is the thing that's yeah. the glue that holds the shit together. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good one, Joel. It was Thanks. a tough one. Yeah. It was a good one. This was a good movie, like just short. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of what I expected. Is the podcast was going to be like the movie? It's like, yeah, like this doesn't have to be a two-hour podcast like normal. It's just like, <laughs> like yeah, normal. you know, we. Yeah. It was a good one. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your wonderful film pick, Tim. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, thank you, Joel, for White Christmas. Yeah. Thank you all for joining me in this. Uh... Thank you for picking a Christmas story so <laughs> I could pick Matthew's Christmas yeah. card. <laughs> thank you all for joining me in this holiday cycle, too. Sure forcibly shoving holiday cheer yeah <laughs> Never so, sorry they're all christmas related but again uh, we talked about this before yeah. it's like that's what we all grew up with yeah and and even besides that uh christmas is so inherently tied to the the beginning of the winter season in this country in in so many ways there's one hanukkah movie <laughs> Eight, Eight Crazy, crazy nights. nights, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> like, you need a better representative than Adam Sandler. That's true. <laughs> Should have got a Jerry Lewis. Like, I'd watch yeah. the hell out of a Jerry Lewis Hanukkah movie. Like, yeah. I feel like that's part when you say, when you say like, "Hey, mom, want to watch this Hanukkah movie?" And she's like, "No, like that is not a good family holiday movie to watch." You know, she's just like, "No, there are deers licking poop off a guy who's frozen." Don't watch that. <laughs> and on that particular note, holiday delight. We thank you for tuning into our holiday uh, holiday cycle. Uh, after this is the recap, which is officially the recap of our fifth cycle, the favorite films. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fugitive, Blade Runner, and Matrix. Mm-hmm. Although we, forgot Matrix. <laughs> we might end up talking about uh, all of the Halloween, Halloween's and the Christmas movies. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we enter into 2019. Our sixth cycle. No theme to that one. So whatever the hell we want. And Joel, <laughs> you are bringing us Bronson. Bronson. Yes. So we look forward to that greatly. We hope you'll be there to join us. Uh, thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. Uh, hey, listeners, we appreciate you tuning in for our podcast. We're now available on iTunes if you'd like to check us out there. We'd be glad to have you subscribe. We'd also love to hear your feedback, whether it's a comment, review, or anything else. You can reach us all through our official Nerds That Geek emails, which you can find on the bio page at nerdsthatgeek.com. Or if you can find us on social media, I'm on Instagram at Scott underscore W underscore Murray. And then on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at JoelT18. And on Instagram, I'm the Tim Gerard. And on Twitter, I'm at Tim Gerard. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you'll come back for more. Oh.